Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello, and welcome to episode 52 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the podcast, and this week is a week where I'm going to talk a little bit about our health. Sometimes we have health challenges. We have things that come up. It could be temporary. It could be something that's ongoing, that's going to be with us for a lifetime. And I wanted to talk today on the podcast about how to manage a a job when you're dealing with things that are getting in the way. And before we start, I'm going to read the review this week. It is short and sweet. It comes from HealthGal50. She says, thank you for this podcast. I learned so much and it really helps. So thank you for this review. Like I said, it's short and sweet, but it really means a lot. If you can take a second to leave a review for the podcast, no matter how short, it really does make a difference both for me and for other listeners. The more that people subscribe and listen to the podcast, the more other people are able to find out about the podcast. So go ahead and leave a review. And with that said, let's dive in and start talking about our health. So I wanted to bring this topic up on the podcast because I actually know a lot of people. I mentioned ever so briefly years ago on Instagram that I deal with an autoimmune disease issue, which sounds way worse than it really is. Mine, thankfully, knock on wood, isn't something that gets in the way often. Mine is called erythema multiform. And I mean, without going into too much detail, it just causes rashes and sores all over my mouth and fatigue, general malaise, just feeling ill. And like I said, it doesn't come up often, but when it does, it can really, really be a damper and get in the way. And so I mentioned it once. I don't mention it a ton. And it turns out a lot of people don't talk about their health. I mean, I don't know. There's reasons for that, that we don't just go out and, oh, things are so difficult. However, I did find it really nice that when I mentioned it, so many people reached out to just send their support. And it really meant a lot. And I was shocked how many people also deal with chronic health issues not just they've got the flu or a cold, but things that are with them for life. And I've had specific listeners ask, could you talk about how to work when your health isn't great, when you have an autoimmune disease or a chronic illness? And sometimes it might be more mental where you might be going through depression or you might have something chronically that you're dealing with that is a mental challenge. So whatever it might be, we are human beings. We have physical bodies and they, they are not always a perfect running machine. You know, they, they do the best that they can for us and our bodies are here to support us. Even autoimmune. I really liked this when I, I read a doctor describing it as your body's in overdrive trying to protect you and heal you. It's almost trying to, it's trying too hard. It's, it's overworking it because it wants to to take care of you. And so rather than getting upset with the body and like, oh, why are you doing this thing? But to be appreciative that it's really trying to take care of us. So I, yes, let's dive in. Let's talk about this. A couple of things to address. First of all, 
giving ourselves some room to take time off, to relax. Oftentimes we view that as like the treat at the end. But what if we allow ourselves space before, during, after to pace ourselves, to allow, it doesn't have to be a hundred miles per hour all the time that just because someone else is producing X amount of patterns or is posting this often, this or that, that it doesn't have to be that way for everyone. And it can't be for some of us that our health won't allow it. And, and then to also make adjustments because we still can have deadlines. We still can have commitments and, and have success. It's just going to be, it's going to look a little different. So first of all, understanding what your limitations are, and sometimes it's unexpected and knowing that it might be unexpected. It's unpredictable how you're going to feel. So rather than saying, yes, I can have that done in a week, just know I might need three weeks because some days are good, some days are bad. And so allowing yourself time to commit to something, but building in the wiggle room to be able to, to be flexible with yourself and to know that I'm going to have to have some days off here. Whether, again, this is for a mental thing, a physical thing, emotional, whatever it might be, but building in some, some flexibility. And then to your level of comfort and appropriate, you know, what's appropriate, but being open and honest with what you struggle with. From my brief time sharing what I did, I was just amazed at how that resonated with people and how many people I've been able to connect with because they also struggle with health issues. And no, this isn't my identity and it's not something that I, you know, want to go and complain about, but to just be very transparent about, you know, sometimes this happens. And I've seen a few other business owners within the quilting world mention ever so briefly, you know, I don't like to talk about this often, but this is what's going on right now. And there is a part of me that just really feels compassion for them. And and when someone's able to just be honest, still be accountable and productive when you can, but to be honest and and to share what's going on, that will attract the people who who are your people, who have empathy for that and understanding for that. And if they don't, then they're not your ideal customer. But also not to let that be a, a cop out where you, you know, if you set a deadline for yourself to still come through with that. So just to be very careful with the deadlines that you set, to be very careful with the things that you say yes to. You still want to be and need to be a reliable, trustworthy person, but you, you know, you've got to understand that your circumstances might look a little different, that you might have to be a little more uh, long-term, a little bit longer than it might be for someone else to accomplish something, but that that's okay. And I actually have a good friend in the quilting community who struggles with chronic illness. And so I invited her to come on to the podcast. And this is Belle of Seem So Me. So let's jump in and let me introduce you to Belle. So I have Belle here of Seems So Me Sewing. And Belle is a, a student of mine. She's graduated from my quilt pattern writing course, and she is a dear friend. And I've just learned that over time, I've learned that she s- struggles with some autoimmune issues. And the topic today on the podcast being how to work through things, health 
struggles, I asked Belle if she would come on and just chat with us about that. So Belle, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, Elizabeth. I'm, I'm happy to share and be here today. Yeah. So first of all, can you tell the listeners what it is that you struggle with health-wise? Sure. Well, about five years ago, I started having some symptoms, kind of strange neurological symptoms. I used to be a runner and uh, I wasn't able to do that anymore. I just didn't have the stamina for it. So I knew something was wrong, but it took about five years to figure out what was wrong after a lot of testing. And a little over a year ago, we finally found out that I had Lyme disease. And Lyme disease is caused from, you know, it could be a tick bite, it could be mosquito bites, um, different types of insects. And we don't know exactly when that happens, but it also reactivated Epstein-Barr. I had had mono a number of years ago, I think it was about 2003. And so Lyme disease also reactivated Epstein-Barr. So I had both of them uh, at the same time before I was able to start to go through some treatment. So I oddly know a few people who have that. Does it? And it sounds like it can be triggered. Sometimes it lays dormant. It can get worse, flare up. Is that true for you? Yes. So we don't know how long it had been dormant in my body. You know, I grew up in the South and we have a lot of, of ticks out in the, in the woods out there. And it could have been early on. A lot of people will have a bullseye rash on their body when they get the tick bite. And if you see that when that happens, it's best to immediately go get treatment then. But I don't remember that type of rash. So I'm not 100% sure when it happened. What can happen is it can lay dormant until you experience some major stressful events in your life. Uh, and it can really cause havoc with your immune system. And then the whole um, gamut of symptoms can start. So for me, what it started with was I just didn't have the stamina to run uh, half marathons and, and 10Ks anymore. And I was in my late 30s and that just didn't seem normal. And then eventually I started having some vision issues where my eyes would kind of zoom in and out when I was looking at things, I also started having numbness in my arms and legs and just extreme fatigue. And I just knew that was not part of the aging process. There was, there was mm -hmm. something else going on. So, I mean, beside that, just being scary and all of the things in and of itself, you are also an entrepreneur and you've worked out, you know, beyond just being an entrepreneur in the private sector how do you, what are some tips that you can have for someone out there who, whether their symptoms are same or different, but if they, they just aren't able to, to jump in with both feet hundred percent? Well, I think that I know for me, what's been helpful is your mindset has to change a little bit. So in your mind or in my mind, there's so many things that I wanted to do and do all at once. And you have all of this energy in your brain but your body oftentimes doesn't let you do all of those things the way you may want to. So there's kind of a disconnect. And then sometimes you're, um, because of neurological damage or whatever type of illness you have, it does affect your brain function. And I do have a, a little bit of that. And so pacing is really important. There's, you could have a plan for the whole week and you may have a day that you just don't feel well. You have extremely low energy or you have the brain fog and you just have to rest. So 
Pacing and building in flexibility to your schedule. Those are two things I strongly suggest. And that's what I have to do. It can be easy to try to compare yourself to other people's pace and their energy level. And you just have to accept that's just not always possible with an autoimmune disease or a chronic illness. You have to really go at your own pace and adjust when your body needs to. So I'm curious, um, I, there's things in my life that I'm thinking, I have these deadlines. Have you had an experience where there was a deadline where someone was counting on you and because of your health, you were not able to get that done? And how, how do you approach that? So far, I haven't had that happen where I've had a deadline that I, I couldn't meet. I don't know if that's because I try not to schedule too much all at once. I really mm -hmm. do try to pace things out to give myself plenty of time, plenty of buffer time. I'll say there's been times I've overextended and then I've crashed for a few days just because you mm -hmm. have to get things done sometimes and then you kind of pay for it. And what happens is it can take a longer period of time to recover. So I really try to set goals in which I'm not overextending myself, which allows for some buffer time. Okay. That makes sense. So if you have a big deadline that you know is coming up, you will pace yourself accordingly and just make sure you get it done with some wiggle room, that kind of a thing. Absolutely. I do not like working and doing things at the very last minute. That does not work well for me with my energy level. I have to get it done plenty of advance because then that allows for if there's, you know, a day I don't feel well or my brain's just not quite functioning the way that I need it to. Cause I often will reverse things in my brain, words, letters, names, and that makes it hard sometimes with pattern designing, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I do. I just allow a lot of extra time and don't wait till the very last minute. And that helps reduce stress and not making, you know, meeting deadlines. Yeah. And then you also touched on, I think is a really big one, the comparison. Can you talk more about that? Sure. You know, on social media, you know, we often see what other quilty friends are doing and are so excited for them. And then we think, oh, well, you know what? I'd like to try this or I'd like to try that. And I think it's great to be able to try those different things. However, I have found with an autoimmune disease or, or chronic illness, you have to just realize that you could still do some of those things that you love or you want to try. But just spreading that out and pacing it maybe more than some people and give yourself the grace to do that and let yourself know that's okay. Everybody grows differently depending on their circumstances in their life, their family, their, um, you know, their health, uh, events happen in life. So don't compare yourself to others' pace, figure out what works for you and just embrace that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of neat when I see, and actually I've had people in the past say, past students, I really want to be like so-and-so. I love how genuine they are. The things that, that resonate with people are when you are sincere, when you're honest, not just trying to keep up with someone else, but even just sharing, wow, I'm having to take some time off right now. My health isn't this or that. That's when you really connect and find your people and and you'll you'll find the people who 
who are patient with that. And, and if they're not, they might be down the road. So it's true. It really is. So for an, I'll give you an example. I released a quilt pattern in February. So just a little over a month ago. And I knew that I was going to give myself plenty of time before I re release my next one, which is not going to be until this summer. I know myself well enough to know I can't churn out patterns every two months. That just is not going to work with the things I have going on in my life as well as my energy level. And that's perfectly fine. And it could be easy to compare myself to others, maybe that, you know, put out patterns more often. And, you know, it's important to be able to think about what brings me joy through this process, working within the parameters that my mind and body allows. Absolutely. I love that thinking what really brings you joy. And I also, for our listeners, have to mention your launch of your quilt pattern was very successful. And so even going at a slower pace, it doesn't have to have negative consequences. In fact, it can be the opposite where you get to spend a little bit more time and be more intentional and have some time to, to breathe and think about things and look at things in a way that maybe someone who's rushing doesn't get that opportunity. So it's a very successful launch for you. And I'm excited for the launch of your next pattern. Do you know do you have any little sneak, I don't know, tidbits for us, what it's going to be called or anything? Yeah, those that subscribe to my newsletter, I sent out uh, maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, some sneak peeks of it. It's going to be a, a modern twist on the cathedral window using, um, yeah, modern method rather than the old traditional envelope method. And it'll be sometime, so here's an example, sometime this summer. Um, I'm thinking July, but again, I'm giving myself some wiggle room. A lot of people have asked, well, when's your next pattern? When's your next pattern? And I just embraced and said, you know, likely for me, I don't think I'll release more than three a year. Um, and I don't box myself in. And again, that gives me mm -hmm. wiggle room. So it'll it'll be this summer sometime. <laughs> and I'll start showing love sneak, sneak peeks on Instagram soon. But um, it takes me a little longer to write my patterns because of some neurological damage that happened from the Lyme disease. I reverse numbers and letters and, and um, images and patterns. And so oftentimes it takes me twice as long is what it may take others to write a pattern. Hmm, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> learning this for the first time. Oh, and my heart goes out to you. That's That's got to be frustrating. Well, it can be, but you know what? I just keep on keeping on and I have so much fun doing it. And again, if I don't set goals for myself that are unattainable, then it doesn't affect my joy. I'm just able to go at my pace and that seems to work really well for me. And that's one of the things that I really admire about you. First of all, just your positivity, the energy that you bring. I mean, here I'm like, that's got to be so frustrating. And you're like, no, it's fine. I mean, that I love that about you. You just you're able to embrace the positive in all the situations and you just have a very healthy outlook. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you here to talk on this very thing. So oh, well, thanks very so insightful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. And I know there's so many others out there. I've met so many in the quilty world that have either an autoimmune disease or, um, you know, a chronic illness. And, and it does help because if you have a negative mindset and you think those negative thoughts, it affects your joy and it actually can make you feel worse uh, just as far as mental health wise. So it, it's definitely a, a, a conscious thing to think about and, and find the good in each day and each of the little things that you're able to do 
celebrate those and just keep on going at your own pace. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for, for being here and sharing this with us. If people uh, want to get in touch with you or find you, where can they find you? Sure. My website is seemsome.com and it's a play on words. So it's spelled S-E-A-M-S-S-E-W-M-E.com. And on Instagram, it's seemsome spelled the same way, but there's an underscore between each of the words. Perfect. Yes. Well, everyone go check out Seems So Me, Bill. And I am really excited to see this cathedral window that you've got working. No rush, but when it's ready, we are excited for it. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Belle, thank you so much for being here and being so open and vulnerable about what you struggle with. I mean, if like I mentioned before, if there's one thing I've learned, it's that when you are honest about your situation, you will find, you'll, you will be surprised how many people struggle with different things. And all of a sudden it creates a safe space for us to talk about it. And on social media, on blogs, everywhere, we're putting our best foot forward. So we, you know, it can very, feel very isolating that I'm the only person who's struggling with this. Why am I struggling so hard? And no one else is. And we get this false picture painted that we're the only ones who are struggling. And how are all these other people having success? And it's just, it's not fair. You know, it can start to feel like that sometimes, despite how positive you might be. We're all human and we can all have those moments. But to hear from people behind the scenes who on the outside, you know, Belle is very successful and is doing so well. And she's brand new to this whole quilting world. How is she doing that? Well, we just heard. She sets herself, you know, to go a little bit slower. I love her positive mindset. I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest on this podcast episode. It's Alexa of The Wannabe Grandma. And Alexa is someone who took my quilt pattern writing course, and she is a very talented designer and has some really great business ideas. But she struggles with some chronic health issues, which she'll talk about with you. And I wanted to invite Alexa to come and talk on the podcast because she's someone who is an entrepreneur. She has a full-time job outside of her entrepreneur creative business, yet she also struggles with some pretty significant health issues. So I'm excited for you to hear from Alexa. Well, Alexa, thank you so much for being here. And for our listeners, can you just give a little introduction of who you are? Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. So my name is Alexa McGarry. I, uh, you can find me on Instagram at the wannabe grandma. Um, I am a pattern designer and a general crafter, but mostly focusing on pattern design right now. And I took Elizabeth's pattern writing course and I loved it. And I just have to say your pattern, you're featured this month in the Quilters Candy membership and your pattern is so popular. I mean, it's beautiful and stunning and the members are bananas, like so excited about it. And everything that you put out, you have such a good eye. And so if you have not seen Alexa's things, please go check it out. She's one that I just, she's got all these ideas up her sleeve. And, and as we're talking about today, her health sets a limit on how quickly that can all happen, but I am here for it. And I cannot wait for you to release all the things that you've got in your mind because I've heard about them and they're very good. <laughs> yeah. So let's chat about health. I mean, the topic today is 
how to be an entrepreneur when you have these health things that get in the way. So can you share with us some of the health things that you struggle with? Sure. So um, since I was very young, I've had a lot of medical symptoms um, that have sort of presented different challenges in my everyday life. And when I was 20, I ended up being diagnosed with Bichette's disease, which is an autoimmune vasculitis. So it has a wide range of symptoms. A lot of them are pretty similar to Crohn's disease. Um, So like gastrointestinal involvement, headaches and ulcers and all those types of symptoms. And then I also have a condition that goes hand in hand with Bichette's very often called POTS, which I know you're familiar with, Elizabeth, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but for those who aren't familiar, POTS is a syndrome where when you change your positioning, so if you go from laying to sitting or sitting to standing, um, you can have some tachycardia and that can lead to fainting. It really affects energy a lot. And um, so dizziness and things like that. Yeah. And then on the mental health side of things, I have post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, both complex and acute. Okay. (laughs) And it's, which honestly, I mean, you and I chatted a bit before we recorded this, but this is really more common than we think. We don't spend a lot of time talking about the hard things, you know, and and there's reasons for that too. But there's a time and a place to, to realize that we're not alone with our struggles and that most people have something going on that we just don't see that. But I'm curious for you, Alexa, how, how have you, what, what does it look like to be an entrepreneur for you struggling with these things? So for me, my background or my career background is in academia as a health economist. So I use a lot of those tools when I think about how I approach my business. And everybody that in in the marketplace that I'm competing with has different constraints on their resources, right? And this is just a different constraint on mine. And it's my job to sort of figure out unique strategies to compete in different ways that can maximize the resources that I have. So I cannot compete in terms of quantity of pattern releases. It's just not going to happen. I can't make a million samples and release eight patterns a year. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I sort of try to attract customers when I can't just play a numbers game is through quality, right? So I have a lot of days where I spend a lot of the day in bed. And when I'm in bed all day, I can make my patterns the best they can possibly be in terms of how good they look, the design, and then in terms of the amount of value they're delivering to my customers. So like my current pattern that I'm working on that's coming out soon, Flutter by Effect Quilt has in the pattern directional fabric instructions that are pretty detailed and two pillow constructions that are fully fleshed out and different features like that. And that's what I'm hoping can help me stand out, you know, in a, in a crowded marketplace. And your designs are so cool. So this, what is it called? The butterfly one that's coming out? Flutter? It's called Flutter by Effect Quilt. 
Okay. And it's kind of like the church window. Is that right? So it's a cathedral window mixed with a sawtooth star and it makes like a butterfly. Which is the, okay, I can't believe you call it church window. Cathedral window is the <laughs> method. The method that you use for that, is it traditional or is it new? So it, I, it's not invented by me, but it is a modern construction that it's just squares folded on the diagonal to create the effect rather than doing a more complicated envelope fold. But um, in the mini course that I'm offering as a different sort of add-on to the pattern, Mm -hmm. I'm going to show the traditional construction as well. And like, so that's another way that I'm investing a lot of time and energy in this one pattern, but it's another, it's another piece of value that I can add, which is like sort of an educational piece that goes alongside the pattern. Which is so cool. I'm hoping this is really a side tangent, but I'm hoping that you <laughs> release a pattern with just those windows. Cause even though you say it's not your idea, I've never seen it before. And I think it's really beautiful. So I'm just going to throw that out there. But um, so you spend a lot of time in bed, you say. Do you currently right now have another job as well? Or is this creative thing your full-time thing? Um, so I also, yes, I do have another job, but it's from home and it's it's not set hours. So I just have like tasks that I need to complete. And I just do them when I feel up to it. And I'm really privileged to have that set up. But I've definitely, you know, left jobs and found a job that works well, given my limitations. So that's a pretty good setup for me. And I try to orient my day with with sort of uh, two different to-do lists. Like one to-do list is I can do it no matter how I feel. And the other one is if I'm having a good day, these are the things I want to get done. So that really keeps me motivated even on days when I'm just down in the dumps because there are some tasks that even if I'm in bed the entire day, I can knock them off the list. I can go on Tailwind for an hour and work on my Pinterest pins. I can do things to advance my business that might not be, you know, out bright and shiny as it were, mm -hmm. but, but are important investments. Definitely. And there's a lot for businesses that are successful, that's behind the scenes that you just, you do, you can sit on your butt and do it. Like you're working on your SEO or getting Pinterest and those kinds of things that can really give a business an advantage that, that you can do if you're, you know, stuck in bed or not able to get up and about. I am curious mentally, do you, because we're human, I, I, I'm going to ask this, but I feel like I already know the answer. Do you ever get down because you feel like you can't run at the pace of everyone else? And if so, how do you deal with that? Oh, big time, big time. It's really hard because we don't see the behind the scenes for anyone but ourselves. So it's it's really hard to see people consistently you know, performing at a level that I wish that I could perform at. Mm -hmm. And... Actually, it's so funny. The one thing that I loved actually came from your podcast that motivated me a lot. It was your episode with Dylan, hmm. where because it can be really discouraging when everyone talks about for social media, consistency is key. Consistency is key. And I live a very inconsistent life that's out of my control. And that can be like, I feel like I, I'll never succeed because I'm inconsistent. But what Dylan said was, it's not 
necessarily about consistency, but it's about consistently getting up and trying again. And that really spoke to me so much. I think I sent you a DM after that episode. And Dylan, I'm really sorry because I probably quoted you terribly there, but (laughs) I hope that was the spirit of, of what you said. But that I really try to keep that holding on to that and knowing that even if I have to take, I took a really long break um, recently and I came back and I'm doing better than I've ever done. So, Oh, and I really, I'm glad you brought up Dylan because recently I've seen her on Instagram. There's, I think every August or something, she'll take an entire month off and it's her annual, like I'm going to be gone. And I love that. Part of me is like, gosh, it doesn't hurt her business. If anything, I get excited to see when she comes back. How how was it? How are you doing? And she right now has talked about how she's stepping away from art, that she's not feeling inspired. And so she stepped away and she's not afraid. She knows it'll come back. And, and my gosh, if we could all give ourselves that permission to to that to not worry that if we step away that things are going to crumble i mean if you have a great product and you're bringing value when you come back people will be like yay you're back not like where were you you know they'll just be excited for what you can offer yeah i mean i was gone from like no october november until a few weeks ago yeah that was a long time and so i was really scared but You know, it was a little bit difficult to get started again, but I hit the ground running and now everything's fine. So, yeah, you don't have to be terrified of that at all. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, what freedom to just, oh, I can do what works for me. That's amazing. You know, it doesn't have to be a formula that fits every single person the same way. No, I think as long as you're being authentic and you're offering you're communicating the value that you have to offer to your customers, like it'll work out. Absolutely. And I, you know, I feel like a little bit of a fangirl whenever you put something (laughs) out, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love it. But, (laughs) but you do offer value. Like, but you have some cricket ideas. Are you still working on those? Yes. So that's, I'm, I mean, definitely that's the place where I think the, my conditions are the most challenging because the idea of taking on a project that's going to take me multiple months of filming and editing, and that's a lot of having to be up every day, um, is a big challenge. But I'm sort of putting my my toe in the pond here with these mini courses and hoping that I can learn, I can learn myself, I can learn what works for me and turn it into these courses that I really want to be sort of the linchpin of my business, which is showing quilters new ways to use different technology like Cricut. Yeah, I am here for it. I, for one, have a Cricut in my closet sitting there waiting for you to teach me what to do with it. So (laughs) as far as quilting. (laughs) I promise I'm coming. (laughs) As I'm like, no pressure, but okay, come on, let's get this going. No, I'm no pressure. (laughs) Awesome. Well, do you have any just last words of advice or encouragement for someone who might be in a similar boat, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, anything that they feel like might be a limitation? I think giving yourself a doable task, even if it's just one a day is 
a really good way to change your outlook on your constraints. And then just view, just trying to think about what is it, what is something new I can offer, new and different than what's currently on the market that can set me apart, even if I can't operate at the pace that everyone else works at, right? So whether it's quality, whether, you know, however you want to differentiate yourself from everyone else, that's a good way to sort of not have to be in the rat race, right? Like you can just do your own thing and see how it works. And then if that doesn't work, do a different one. (laughs) Yes. Well, and it's so fun once you find what you love and what's uniquely you, then you don't have to worry about keeping up with the Joneses, you know, like, well, what should I should be doing this because so-and-so is doing that. No, you can just be you and design what you love and come out with things when you want to and people are going to love it because it's genuine and authentic and it works for you. So it's like a win-win-win. That's great advice. So Alexa, thank you for being here. And I'm so glad that you're feeling up to dipping your toe back into the quilting world. What is coming up next? When do you release your next pattern? And what can we, you know, gracefully look forward to from you? (laughs) So yeah, thanks so much for having me. So on the 22nd, April 22nd, uh, Flutter by Effect quilt pattern. So there's going to be a regular PDF pattern option. And then also a mini course option for that. That's going to have lots of bonus projects and detailed video tutorials and all kinds of stuff, stuff like that available. And after that, I have a couple more patterns in the works and the Cricut course will be coming out. So that will be really exciting. Yay. I'm just so excited about it. Well, as you've all heard, fangirling with Alexa, she has just such amazing (laughs) stuff. So thank you for being here. And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing about the things that you struggle with that we don't often, you know, put a light on that. But it really, I think, will help a lot of people and help people feel like they're not alone in what they're dealing with. Of course. And anyone who's listening is more than welcome to reach out to me and we can brainstorm together ways to, uh, make your workflow work better for you. I love it. Awesome. Again, where can they find you if they're looking for you? At Instagram on the wannabe at the wannabe grandma. That's probably the best. Or you can go to my website, which is the wannabe grandma.com. Awesome. All right. Thanks. (laughs) Alexa, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's always fun to chat with you and You listeners, if you haven't, be sure to go check out her designs because they really are awesome. And I just find her so inspiring that she's able to work through these health issues, both uh, physical and mental, and her willingness to just be an open book and to talk about it. Thank you so much, Alexa, for being here on the podcast. So in summary, if you are struggling with any kind of emotional, physical, mental setback that can feel like this is a disadvantage and this is something that's going to hinder you from having success, I just invite you to reframe that and to look at it as it's just going to look a little different from what it looks like other people are doing. And I say what it looks like other people are doing because you just never know as much as it might look like so-and-so is doing this and they don't have any issues. You will, we will all be so surprised if we, you know, pull back the curtain and see what's going on in everyone else's lives, that there are things going on in everyone's life. 
And it's okay for us to make accommodations, to adjust our schedules, to take some time to relax, to move at our own pace, and to just have the freedom to do things that work for you. You can 100% have success, even if your health isn't great. There are always ways to be creative and to do the things that we love. It might just not look how we thought it was going to look, but there is room for you to have success and grow, even with things that, that others might not have or that might feel like a limitation. It really can open the door of opportunity for you in a way that it can't for anyone else because you've got to think outside the box or you've got to work in a creative way. So really, you can almost use this as an advantage to help you approach your work a little bit differently and to let your life just look a little unique for you. So I invite you to, to work at your own pace, to reframe what, how you're thinking of your situation and view it in a positive light. And then, of course, I've talked about this in the past, but to, to take care of your mind and your body, to do the things that can allow you to rest, to eat nutritionally, get the things in our body that will help us spend some time outside and to spend some time just thinking about what we're grateful for, that having that positive mindset can do so much for us. So if this is something that you've struggled with and if this resonates with you, this is a podcast topic that I am interested in touching on again down the road. So if this is an area where you have experience, if you are a business owner and you struggle with something that might traditionally look like a setback, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, um, reach out to me because I'm interested in getting a panel together of people and talking more on this topic. If you have specific questions on this topic that weren't addressed in this episode, also reach out to me. I'm really interested in putting together more on this just because I've had people reach out to me on this topic. I know that there's a need for this. So I'm definitely interested in revisiting this and bringing more information to the table. And again, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You'll get a notification every Friday when a new episode comes out. And then go ahead and share if you know someone who's struggling with a health issue and they're feeling frustrated that this is a setback for them, that this is limiting their success, go ahead and share this with them. Let them know that they actually can have success even if they're struggling with something in their life, that it can even be a catalyst for success that will be unique in a way that no one else will have access to, that their situation is so unique that they will be able to tap into creativity into a, a slower pace that will allow them to view their business in a way that others won't. So it not only can it can you have success, but it can lead to very unique success that isn't available to others. So please share this with anyone that you know who might be going through a hard time. Let them feel the encouragement and support that's out there. And thank you so much for being a listener here on the Craft to Career podcast. I will see you next Friday with a brand new episode. And until then, have a wonderful week. Mm -hmm.